the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics, where the conversation always gives you a foundation that is built on biblical principles so you can intellectually and critically learn to weigh out decisions about life with truth, facts, contradictions, and the reality we live in and history. Covers topics like apologetics worldviews, contemporary culture, and the Word of God to help you articulate a defense for how to live your Christian life. See how you can get involved and support Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics by visiting ThroughoutAllAgesMinistries.com. That's ThroughoutAllAgesMinistries.com. Now here's your host, Stacy. Don't you know? Thank you for tuning in this morning. Um, You might be driving home from a late night event, but thank you for joining us. Now, we are going to be touching on a real critical topic today. I am interviewing Dr. Christopher Yuan. He is coming to San Diego. He is coming to Ocean View Christian Academy. He's going to be presenting Biblical Sexuality the Biblical Sexuality Conference, and this is on January 27th, 2024, uh, maybe a l- about a week away, a little over a week. I encourage youth pastors, parents, students, junior hires, high schoolers, grandparents. This is a conference you need to attend. It's detrimental to this culture. He will be discussing information regarding sexuality, transgender, um, sexuality, identity, gender, parenting, theology, the gospel. This is important because our kids are being confused. And honestly, I hate saying it, but our schools are pushing this, our public schools. I spoke to someone the other day a girl identifying as a boy. So sexuality, the what you're born with is different than what your gender is. This is what the kids are saying these days. And then they start doing these puberty blockers and without their parents' permission because the schools allow it. They can get it somehow through the doctors. Do I remember when my kids were in sixth grade, it was said, um, can you leave the room? We need to ask your child some questions but that might have been are you sexually active do you feel threatened now it's like do you feel like a boy do you feel like a girl we have these puberty blockers this is serious listeners so I ask you to not turn the dial we have about 20 minutes of serious talk and if you care about the next generation you will listen in. Thank you so much, Dr. Christopher Yuan, for being my guest today. Yes, Stacey, great to reconnect. So can you share, you're going to be speaking at Ocean View Christian Academy on January 27th. Can you share a little bit about that conference and what it entails? 
Yeah, definitely. So this Saturday, it will be uh, on the 27th. It will be, we're starting at 9 o'clock, and we're, it's a full day, almost uh, till 3.30. And we're going to jump in, because, Stacy, as you said, you know, there really is nothing more pressing and relevant than the issues of sexuality and gender, more confusion. Uh, you know, we, and I think as Christians, we need to no longer think that this is, just in the world, it's in the church. It's um, in our Christians. There's there's a lot of confusion. Some may say, I, "Okay, I know what God says," but then how do they apply it to their neighbor, to their son or daughter, and communicate it? So we're starting at nine o'clock. I'm going to give my testimony, and then we're going to talk about sexual identity as a false identity. Then we're going to jump ten o'clock. I'm going to talk about gender and and how the and how the image of God applies to this. And this is important, Stacey, that we're not just talking about sexuality, the very pragmatic, pragmatically, but we're going to dive into the Word of God, because the Word of God, God has a lot to say about this. 11 o'clock, we're going to jump into the different passages that um, touch on homosexuality and how a lot of times people are trying to argue those away, and I'm going to talk about these incorrect views, and I'm going to respond to them. That's my background in uh, in Bible, in Hebrew, Greek, theology, and respond to that and show the, how that's important. At the same time, at 11, there's a breakout session for parents who have uh, parents of prodigals, parents who of, of kids, adults, or or younger kids who are, who are choosing to identify as gay or lesbian or transgender, et cetera, non-binary, and the list goes on. And then we're going to break for lunch, 1 o'clock. We're going to then have a talk on nature, nurture, jump into the science. That's part of my background as well, um, gone to dental school. And so, and then two o'clock, we're going to end with uh, talking about holy sexuality and the gospel. And that's for my book, which was uh, 20, named 2020 uh, Resource of the Year for Social Issues. And we're going to have a Q&A as well at the end. So that kind of is a full day. And then I'm going to speak on Sunday in the services at Ocean View, and also talk at Ocean View Christian Academy on Monday in chapel. I am so looking forward for this and this conference. I want to really give a shout out to Ocean View Christian Academy principal for hosting this event. Christians are are afraid of being vocal about it, but I find silence is not love. Now, as we move forward, there is where they can go to sign up is ovcapatriots.com, ovcapatriots.com. It's Ocean View Academy, so you can just type in Ocean View Christian Academy, and it will take you to their website. Scroll down. The conference is there. You can buy your ticket. You get $5 off if you type in radio. So right now, stop. Well, actually, listen to the rest of this program, then do it, because we have some important stuff to share with you. Dr. Christopher Yuan, please share us briefly about your testimony. You are more than equipped to share, even on drugs, um, if people are addicted, if they have homosexual tendencies, um, a Christian living in a Christian home. This is, you actually experienced this. So please give us a, a little bit about your testimony. Sure. I was not raised in a Christian home, uh, but wrestled with my sexuality from a young age. 
And I came out of the closet in my late 20s, which, of course, is much later than how kids are being encouraged and, and pushed and uh, almost groomed today to to come up and embrace their their all these different so-called sexual identities. But um, I came out in my early 20s. I broke the news to my parents. I'm originally from Chicago. I'm actually living in the San Diego area now. But um, originally from Chicago, and I moved to Louisville, Kentucky. I was pursuing my doctorate in dentistry at that time. I came out, told my parents, and this is how amazing how God works. God used that crisis to bring my mother to faith first. And then within a few months, my father came to faith as well. I went the total opposite direction. Um, I was doing what all my other dental school friends were doing, which is have fun, party. I mean, right? There's no God, so you might as well live it up. Um, unfortunately, I, I also began experimenting with drugs. Of course, not all gay men do drugs. Sometimes people... People try to say that that's what I'm saying. Of course not. I'm not saying that. But it's, but it definitely, my testimony points more than just the issue of sexuality. It points to everyone's need for Christ. We all have our addictions. We all have our sins. And uh, so anyway, unfortunately, I, I began uh, doing drugs. I began selling drugs. Even while I was a dental student, I was expelled. I moved from Louisville to Atlanta. There I kept doing what I knew how to do best, live in the world, live it up. And not only was I selling drugs, I was supplying drugs. And I supplied drugs to dealers in over a dozen states. This whole time, my parents had no idea that I was doing drugs, but they knew that my biggest need above anything else, above the sexuality, was that I needed to know and surrender and submit to Jesus. So they began to pray for me. I, they, they reached out to me. Um, I, they came to visit me. I kicked them out, and, um, and they prayed for a miracle. My mother fasted every Monday for seven years, once fasted 39 days on my behalf, and she prayed for a miracle. That miracle came with a bang on my door. On my doorstep were 12 federal drug enforcement agents, Atlanta police, and two big German shepherd dogs. I was arrested, found myself in jail, and of all things, I found a Bible in the trash can. It was a Gideon's New Testament. Isn't that amazing? Took it back to my cell, and I began to read it and began to convict me. And I realized that, that I was a sinner, and I thought, this isn't good news. Well, it got worse. I was called to the nurse's office, and I got the news that I was HIV positive. So that was the kind of the rock bottom. Well, a couple of days after that, I was laying in my bed all, all by myself in, in my prison cell, looked up at the metal bunk above me, and someone had scribbled, if you're bored, read Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. There could have been any verse. God used those words written by a prophet thousands of years ago to tell me that if God could have a plan for Judah in rebellion and exile, he could even still have a plan for me. Didn't know where that plan was going to take me. God used those words, um, and I, God gave me enough faith to get through that one day, the next, to the next. My transformation was gradual. God was convicting me of my idols, obviously drugs. But within a few months, he delivered me from that. Then he kept dealing with my other idols. The most obvious, And then one that I felt like I couldn't let go of was my sexuality. Went to a chaplain. He actually told me that the Bible does not condemn homosexuality. And, and we're going to be talking about that in the conference as well, these, these so-called passages that people try to twist. And I, I, everything inside of me wanted to agree with that book. But this is where the Holy Spirit comes in. The Holy Spirit convicted me that those assertions were a clear distortion of God. 
I gave the book back to the chaplain, and I turned to the Bible alone. And I went through every verse looking for justification. I couldn't find any. So this is, Stacey, this is where I was at this turning point. Either abandon God and live as a gay man, or abandon pursuing a same-sex relationship by following Jesus. By His grace, I followed Jesus. So the days of abstinence uh, passed. I realized that my sexuality should not be the core of who I am. I told myself before, God loves me unconditionally. That's true, but I realized that unconditional love is not the same thing as unconditional approval of my behavior, because my identity should not be in my sexuality, but my identity should be in Jesus Christ alone. God says, be holy, for I am holy. But, you know, he never says, uh, I always thought to become a Christian, I had to become a heterosexual which, what does that mean? I need to be attracted to the opposite sex. But actually, if you think about that, that is too broad. I could be, so does that mean I could be attracted, sexually attracted to any woman out there, multiple women, even if I'm married? No, that's, heterosexuality is a Freudian concept, not a biblical one. The Bible promotes biblical marriage, man and woman. That's one form of heterosexuality, but not equivalent to all forms. And it's also, uh, God calls people who are not yet married to be abstinent, to be chaste. So what I realize is that God is not calling us to so-called heterosexuality, a secular concept. God is calling everyone to holiness. So the opposite of homosexuality is not heterosexuality. The opposite of homosexuality is holiness. As a matter of fact, the opposite of every sin is holiness. And this gets to what I, what my book was written about. This gets to what my uh, the conferences and actually a video series that I wrote. But so I got out of prison. God called me to ministry. Isn't that amazing? While I was in prison, I applied to Bible college while I was in prison, was accepted. I went, um, got out and I went to Moody Bible Institute, uh, got my bachelor's uh, because I, I never got my bachelor's when I get, went to dental school because um, I got accepted early, and uh, that's when I learned Hebrew and Greek, and then I went on to get my master's and then my doctorate, and was able to write a co-author book with my mother called Out of a Far Country, A Gay Son's Journey to God, A Broken Mother's Search for Hope. And then I wrote uh, the book Holy Sexuality and the Gospel, which was named 2020 Book of the Year for Social Issues. And from that book, I actually, uh, we just released a video series, so excited about this, and we'll be kind of launching it and talking about it uh, on Saturday, um, the uh, 20, uh, 27th at Ocean View, um, and, um, it, which is a video series for parents and their teens and preteens and grandparents and their preteen and teenager uh, grandkids to go through, because here's the issue, Stacy, the world is taking away the responsibility from parents, from the homes, to talk about sex and sexuality. We are already seeing this here in California. California does not believe parents know how to raise their kids. Now, the schools, they, they can teach our kids math and science and history and writing. But when it comes to some other issues, in general, parents don't want. I mean, this is the way that the world is. The secular forms of government they want to steal our kids. They want to brainwash our kids and, and teach them their ideals and their morals. And um, I, I think that we need to, as adults, wake up and realize that, that we need to do different. 
we need to take back the responsibility as our kids are drowning in a tsunami of lies. As you said before, Stacy, silence is not love. As I often say, silence is no longer an option. So I'm so super excited that, that yes, we began uh, the, the show with kind of some warning and sort of the dire situation. But guess what? There is hope. And hope has a name, and that name is Jesus. Um, super excited about this one-of-a-kind video series. It's actually a $1.2 million project with really great animation from 36. We got 36 professional animators, illustrators, sound engineers that did custom work for the Bible Project. Many of your listeners might be familiar with that. So it's super high quality. Keep, it will keep your kids engaged. There's a study guide that will help parents and grandparents to actually have these conversations because many of them don't even know where to start. But all you need to know is how to press play. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we'll be talking about that. And uh, they can, you know, if, if you're not able to come, hopefully you are, but maybe you're, you're, you're not able to. But definitely do come. Uh, the video series is just at holysexuality.com. Uh, like I said, many of these other projects are about $200, $300. Our donors have covered everything, and it's only 20 $20. And um, I mean, that's that's a trip to Starbucks or even Chick-fil-A. And um, I think that is worth to break down the wall so you can have these important conversations, these redemptive conversations with your kids because we need to be having them. Yes, it's very crucial to have these conversations because if you don't, as a parent, um, someone else will have that conversation. You are listening to Passion for Christ. I have Dr. Christopher Yuan as my guest. We are discussing the Ocean View Christian Academy Conference, which is Biblical Sexuality. They will be discussing sexuality, identity, gender, parenting, theology, and the gospel. The gospel, the answer, death, burial, and resurrection. We need to get right with God and not be blind to what is happening, but strive in the word of God, reading it daily. I love what you said, be holy for I am holy. I gave a, a I was studying a verse and it says, delight yourself in the Lord and I will give mm -hmm. you the desires of your heart. As we read God's word, as we pray and be, abide in him, be holy for he is holy. We will learn. It's not that verse isn't saying desires of your heart. Our desires will change. So that house, that awesome car, that beautiful outfit, those desires aren't so important. The material thing, the desires of our our hearts change and become more like Christ. And we become content. We become abiding. And now I had a question. I don't um, we're slowly wrapping this up. We have about five minutes left. I want to um, talk about transgender. That seems like the cool thing in this culture today. Um, share a little bit about your talk on transgender. Yeah, certainly. And, and it ties into my first talk as well on identity, because I think if there's one thing that we don't understand, if that we... That's just throwing us off. Like we, I know many of your listeners right now are like, I just don't get it. And you're right. We don't get it, which is good. But if we want to understand the error, I think that will help us to, to reach out and help our this younger generation to correct that error. And I'll be honest, 
I think there are many Christians out there that are making the same error. What is it? It's not that we know that the behavior is wrong. It's we don't fully comprehend how now the world, and I'm, I'm talking about everyone in the world, like we're talking about the government, we're talking about the public schools, the teachers, the psychologists, uh, everything, everyone, um, and even Christians believe that sexuality is not what you feel, it's who you are. I'll say that again. We now confuse that sexuality is not what we feel, but we have wrongly believed that it is who you are. And how that relates to gender, it's, it's, it's very similar. Gender is what a person thinks about oneself. In other words, a, a girl can say, well, I view myself, I perceive myself as being a boy. And what is the world saying? That is who you are. It doesn't matter that every cell in your body uh, as a girl is XX. doesn't matter that all, every hormone that's being secreted, that will be secreted when she hits puberty, is going to be female hormones. It doesn't matter that uh, God created her as a girl, because facts don't matter. As much as the world likes to say that we don't believe in science, actually, that's not true. We believe in facts. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but science is not the arbiter of truth. God is. That's when people actually say we don't believe in science, what they what they say is we don't believe in scientism. That's a that's a term that C.S. Lewis came up with. Scientism is is essentially a religion that thinks that science is the only arbiter of truth. But but so gender, the the real issue, it's 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 connecting with sexuality. It's pretty much the same error. And I think as Christians, we, we need to keep holding on to the reality that acting on same-sex sex is sin, and acting to change one's sex or, or hold or put gender above sex is also sin. But to move forward, to help to understand uh, like how to reach out and share Christ, because that's ultimately my goal, that should be all of our goals— to share Christ so that there can be true transformation. Transformation must come only from God, not from anything that I could say or teach, or anything that anyone else or any of you could say or teach. It's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that transformation can come as it did in me. But for me, personally, I needed to separate who I was from my desires and my feelings, yes. because I could not, at that time, before I knew Christ, I could not hate my sin without hating myself. Mm -hmm. Now that I know Jesus— I can hate my sin without hating myself. So that's really the core issue is that the world and these kids, this, this girl that you spoke with, Stacy, her confusion is that she had made her perception, her thoughts, who she is. And that, that verse from Psalm 37, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. What is the world doing now? They flipped it around. They, are, they take delight in the desires of our hearts. Amen. God is oh. saying, no, turn that around. Take delight in me. God. Yeah. Well, where can listeners learn more about you, Dr. Christopher Yuan? Yeah, uh, they can go to, uh, I have two websites. Uh, one is just my name, Christopher Yuan, that's spelled Y-U-A-N. That's actually uh, how the Chinese dollar is spelled. ChristopherYuan.com. Or my video series at holysexuality.com. Those mm -hmm. are the two places. ChristopherYuan.com or holysexuality.com and also on social media. Awesome. Thank you so much for being our my guest. Oh. I hope you join us again. And right now, 
Go to Ocean View Christian Academy and get your ticket. This is a crucial time. And if you love someone who is going through this, go to this conference and invite someone. Thank you for joining us with Throughout All Ages Ministry, and we'll see you next time. This has been Throughout All Ages 1530 Apologetics. You can learn more about your host, Stacy Gaona, and how to support and get involved with 1530 Apologetics by visiting ThroughoutAllAgesMinistries.com. That's ThroughoutAllAgesMinistries.com. Join Stacy again next week. Look for Stacy on any podcast platform under Throughout All Ages. Please subscribe and leave a review. First Corinthians 13. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, And though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, love. These three But the greatest of these is love. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.